Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There are a lot of people that have been underestimating Vladimir Putin and the evil side of Vladimir Putin. I said two weeks ago, and I still stand by this, that I do think something has changed personally with Vladimir Putin and his calculus. But what I do know now is I think it's very clear that Vladimir Putin is capable of anything, including killing as many people as possible. Now, a quick reminder, if you're listening to this podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe or auto download button and tell your friends about this podcast. Share this on social media. And if you would, write us a five-star review to help us as Democrats have been attacking our podcast recently with bad reviews. Now, I'm going to take you back to when Vladimir Putin got his power in Russia. And I want you to understand how evil Vladimir Putin is. I don't believe now that he's going to stop just with Ukraine. I don't believe he's going to stop trying to put the USSR back together. And I don't think he's afraid of NATO countries at this point either. Now, there was something that happened back in 1999, a story that many do not know about Vladimir Putin, and it explains the rise of Putin and his regime. Now, there's been one thing that Vladimir Putin has done consistently, and the media continues to forget about what I'm about to tell you. Vladimir Putin is a, is a master of a false flag. Now, let me explain what that means. A false flag is when you create an event to then justify what your original goal was. And you create an event that makes it look like what your goal is, using your military to go kill people, is justified in the response to a situation that you created. Back in 1999, Vladimir Putin was not well known, certainly in the world and really not by the majority of Russians. And he understood that he needed something big to happen within Russia that he could then use to defend Mother Russia and to unite the people behind him. So if you go back and look at history, it's obvious what that thing was. Vladimir Putin decided it would be a good idea to blow up some apartment buildings and then blame it on Chechnya. There was a Russian town on the border, and it bordered with some of the Chechnyans that he hated, right? He said there was a bunch of Islamic insurgents that had been fighting the Kremlin to a standstill in a brutal brutal two-year war. He decided to blow up an apartment building, killing Russians, and then claim that that bombing, which had been a bomb which had been placed inside of a car and ripped through the building housing Russian border guards, so he killed his own border guards, happened on September the 4th, 1999. He killed 64 of his own people, his own Russian border guards right there. 
Five days later, another bomb was detonated in the basement of another apartment building, this time happening in a working class area outside of Moscow. At that point, Vladimir Putin killed another 106 of his citizens. It's like hell underneath. That's what a first responder would say looking for survivors in that rubble. Wasn't done. Vladimir Putin, four days later, with his group of people around him, decided it was a good idea to have another massacre of his own people, of course, so he could claim that it was the Chechen rebels. In another Moscow neighborhood, there was a car bomb that went off, and it took another 119 lives. Finally, there was another bomb that went off, this time in a southern city. 17 died there. Now, in all, more than 300 people were murdered in these apartment bombings, a tragedy that was purposely set by Vladimir Putin to change the course of Russia. Now, all of this information I'm giving you right now, you can go find it. But you really need to make sure that you take this information. You need to share it with your family and your friends so they understand what you're dealing with right now. And I should have done this probably two weeks ago, and I apologize for not doing it. It's my fault. I should have reminded you of who Vladimir Putin is and how he got his power. But I'm doing it now. So please make sure you tell your family and friends a story. Share our podcast so that other people can hear this story. Now, you look at what happened, and he killed 300-plus people. He didn't care if it was 300 or 500. He was killing his own border guards that were wearing Russian uniforms. Again, think about this. Now, Russia's invasion of Ukraine is now entering its second week. Now, at the time of the bombings, back in 99, the country's new prime minister was a former intelligence agent named Vladimir Putin. He had been unknown to most Russians much less to the rest of the world. At the time, Vladimir Putin, the prime minister, vowed to find the, quote, Chechen insurgents he said had committed these bombings. Of course, the people in Russia, terrified that their apartment building was going to be blown up next, jumped on board. They took the propaganda hook, line, and sinker. He He said at the time the Kremlin would not rest until the perpetrators were brought to justice will wipe them out of the blank house. That's what the tough new prime minister, Vladimir Putin, known by virtually no one in the world, vowed at the time. This was the coming out party of Vladimir Putin. He understood what he needed to do. He needed a false flag. And if it meant killing his own people, he didn't care. Now, the apartment bombings of the fall of 99 would cement Putin's grip on a country that had grown increasingly, and he understood this, aimless and chaotic. Under Boris Yeltsin. Boris Yeltsin, just so you know, was frequently seen drunk at many public events. But to some, questions about whether Russians, Russia's own security services were actually involved in the apartment bombings constitute the original sin of Vladimir Putin. These sins have stained Putin, and they've never been erased. Now, there is no serious doubt, quote-unquote, that Putin came to power as a result of an act of terror against his own people. That's what David Satter, who has investigated the apartment bombings perhaps more thoroughly than any other Western journalist, said at the time. He said someone capable of such a crime is capable of anything. And the proper attitude towards him is deterrence, not 
partnership. Now, in the wake of those horrifying bombings, Russia did exactly what they did in Crimea, exactly what they have done now in Ukraine. What did they do? They rallied around their leader, Vladimir Putin, right? And then they used those bombings, which they did to their own people, as a pretext. And that's exactly when Vladimir Putin launched a second Chechen war, which would turn out to be longer and more brutal than the first. Now, there was an op-ed published in the New York Times the following fall that was actually titled, quote, Why We Must Act. New York Times published the propaganda from Vladimir Putin when he asked American readers to, quote, envision a terrorist attack in D.C. or New York. His exact words were hundreds perish in explosions at the Watergate or an apartment complex in Manhattan's west side. That's how he described the decision to send troops back to Chechnya. And he said it was a decision he, quote, remade reluctantly. Now, we actually printed this propaganda in the New York Times, which is why the New York Times is maybe one of the worst newspapers in the history of the world in this country. Now, Yeltsin actually stepped down in December 31st, 1999. He appointed Vladimir Putin as his successor. Why? Because this is how Putin got the job. This new president, enjoying massive goodwill stemming from the Chechen campaign, moved up an election to be held in June to March, giving the liberal opposition no time to prepare. It didn't seem to matter, though, in either Russia or in the West. Putin was seen as, at the time, a savior, one with some authoritarian tendencies, but on the whole, oriented towards the twin beacons of, quote, democracy and capitalism. That's the reason why the New York Times gave him the space to write. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, there's something here that I have to just remind you of real quick. The fact that now Putin's critics are calling him a war criminal, but the White House refuses to call him a war criminal for his unprovoked invasion of Ukraine is almost laughable because the guy was committing war crimes 20 plus years ago. It's not up for debate. You know, I go back to just basic instincts here you know like if, if if your wife looks at you and says does this dress make me look pretty you know how to answer that question yes immediately you still love me yes is vladimir putin a killer yes is vladimir putin a man that's committed war crimes yes like it should be instinctive like you know how to if your kid looks at you and goes daddy do you love me you don't answer you know how to answer that question instinctively like automatic yes i love you of course i love you is vladimir putin a, a cold-blooded killer yes Has he been killing people for as long as he's been in power? Yes. Did he kill people to get into power? Yes. Is he a horrific 
human rights abuser. Yes, it should not be up for debate. But this White House still won't say that he has committed war crimes. And the fact now that people are just all of a sudden getting around to calling him a war criminal for his unprovoked invasion of Ukraine, look at what he's doing right now. Look at what he's doing right now. He's killing innocent people trying to flee Ukraine on purpose. That is war crimes. Ukraine has been a sovereign nation since the dissolution of the Soviet Union. Ukrainians claim to have slain thousands of Russian soldiers, which is amazing. The problem is Russia has more to bring back in, and now we're hearing they're grabbing fighters in Syria, bring them to Russia to fight in Ukraine. The civilian death toll is the problem now. The civilian death toll is skyrocketing. The civilian total is going to be much higher than the number of Russians that have been killed. And again, Vladimir Putin doesn't care about his own men dying, and the proof of that is he killed his own border guards back in 1999. So he could gain power. So he could go to war with Chechnya. So he could claim through a false flag moment that he was going to save and protect you when he was the one that was blowing up the buildings. Putin, by the way, has always denied involvement or knowledge of the apartment bombings, right? So let's talk about the reality because I'm sure there's going to be liberals that are going to hear this. And they're going to say, well, hold on. You can't prove this. All right, let's talk about what's happened the last two decades. If you look at the last two decades and what's happened, the connections to involvement have only gotten stronger. There's been a lot of evidence of his disregard for either human life or the rule of law in his own country. I can go through those, those in a moment, and I will do that. But as one person put it, quote unquote, this is a former CIA officer working for the United States government in Moscow during the 1990s. He said, quote, centuries of Russian and Soviet leaders treated their subjects as cattle, expendable on behalf of state power. They thought even loss of lives of outsiders as in lesser nations doesn't matter. Butchery and terrorism was an expected part of keeping themselves in power, referring to Putin and his team. It is as consistent as it is ugly. Now, at the time of the bombings, when this happened back in 99, Russia was a much more open society than it is today. And Vladimir Putin understood how to do this. You get the people to like you, you get the people around you. To support you, you look like you're a saver by, by blowing up your own buildings and killing your own people and your own border guards. But even he understood, hey, I can hold on to power indefinitely if I play this right. I can outweigh any president, any foreign policy of any elected leader because I'm Vladimir Putin and I'm not going anywhere. It would take years for Putin to shut down independent media outlets and stifle political dissent because if he started doing that too early on, the world would have turned on him too quickly. Right? We're giving him actual print we're giving him actual space in the new york times to put out his propaganda back in 1999 and we did it and people were reading it and going oh i understand why vladimir putin is attacking the chechens now it makes total sense they're blowing up his apartment buildings even though he's the guy that was in charge of doing it now part of putin not shutting down independent media outlets meant that journalists at this time in 99 were able to quickly seize on all available public evidence to question the official narrative about these bombings. You want to know how afraid Vladimir Putin is of the truth coming out? A lot of people involved, they've been murdered. Now, from the start, the notion of Chechen involvement seemed 
ridiculous to those around the story. There would much later be terrorist attacks in Moscow and also St. Petersburg, but only after years of callous Russian occupation. Not at the beginning, not in 99. There wasn't an appetite for this in 99 by the Chechens, just so you know. In fact, in 1999, the conflict was still relatively confined. Russian forces had already been amassed on the Chechens doorstep, which goes back to Ukraine. If you've got a bunch of troops that are amassing on the border of a country and it's Russia that's doing it, they're going to invade. You have history, which proves my point. We should have immediately started the sanctions as soon as the troops started amassing. We should have immediately started getting the airplanes needed to those fighters in Ukraine. We should have immediately started giving them the weaponry they needed to protect themselves. We should have immediately started sending in ammunition and firearms so that the citizens could rise up and protect and defend themselves. Because we know through history what Russia does. It's exactly what Russia did with Chechnya. Exactly what they did in Crimea, if that was too long ago in 1999. And I go back to, remember when Barack Obama said that the Cold War called, the 1980s called, and they want their foreign policy back? Remember when they mocked Mitt Romney for that? That's how stupid Barack Obama is. Now, here's the other part about these explosions that happen in Russia, just so you know how ridiculous the storyline is that the Chechens did it. Terrorists that they allege did this would have had to have driven almost 2,000 miles. Now, I want you to think about where 2,000 miles, okay? If, if you look at a map right now, and you go from my hometown of Memphis to Los Angeles, you just, just really think about that. That's 1,796 miles. In fact, to get it more accurate, you'd have to drive from Atlanta, Georgia to Los Angeles. That's over a 30-hour drive if you don't sleep on highways just to get that far. So I want you to understand how far, for all this plausibility, for this actually happened, for people to believe what I'm telling you right now, you would have had to driven from, from Atlanta, Georgia to Los Angeles for these terrorists to have to, to even be able to do what they claim they pulled off in 99. These Chechen terrorists, which didn't exist when this didn't happen, would have had to driven almost 2,000 miles. But that's not the, that, that actually would have been the easy part. The hard part would have been you would have had to go by, by a, a countless military checkpoints in cars loaded with explosives. Come on. In fact, both the Moscow apartment buildings were on the city's outskirts far from the resilient symbols of power, status, and wealth huddling around the Kremlin, which would have been where the Chechens probably would have attacked if they were actually trying to do this. Now, there was also the Speaker of Russia's Parliament at the time announced about a bomb exploding in one town. He made the announcement. The Speaker of, uh, of the Duma, of the Russian Parliament, actually announced a bomb exploding in a town. You want to know what's so crazy about how stupid the Russians were back then? A bomb in that town would explode. It exploded three days after he relayed the news of the blast that it exploded. That's a fact. The Speaker of the Russian Parliament announced a bombing that happened in a town three days before the bomb blew up in that town. Naturally, the media would question this. Wait, hold on a second. How did you... 
uh, accidentally announce a bombing and get the days wrong when it happened by three days. And then you announce that there was a bombing and the bombing hadn't taken place yet. And then three days later, the bombing takes place. That's some of the most damning evidence of Russian involvement. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, the scary part is the most damning evidence isn't anything that I've told you so far. The most damning evidence came from an ancient city steeped in Russian history not far from Moscow. Because on the evening of September the 22nd, 1999, residents in an apartment building there saw a suspicious Lada sedan on the street below. They were suspicious because of these other apartment buildings that had been blown up. Its license plate was crudely altered with a piece of paper. So what did people do locally? They immediately called the police. Responding officers of the local police found a bomb in the basement. It had been made with a military-grade explosive known as RDX. And guess where RDX is available? It's only available at one heavily guarded factory in the Ural Mountains, to which Chechen insurgents could not have gained access. So how did the Chechens all of a sudden get this stuff to randomly blow up buildings, apartment buildings, and kill innocent Russians? Chechens didn't do it. Vladimir Putin and his team did it. Now, these details were largely lost in the media's reporting about a foiled terrorist attack, right? The following night, what happened? So that people wouldn't catch what was going on or ask, have any time to ask questions? Vladimir Putin immediately announced an aerial assault of Grozny, the Chechen capital. And what would prove to be the first chapter of the second Chechen war. What did he say at the time? He said, until we win, and we will win, we will continue to bomb. It only it soon became clear that Chechens had nothing to do with the foiled bombing. In fact, three officers of the FSB, that is the equivalent of the KGB in the post-Soviet world, they were arrested for the bombings. That's right, three officers of the FSB were arrested for the bombings, leading the FSB chief and Putin ally to fumble for an excuse to explain all this away, how, why, and how they were killing their own people. Do you know what their excuse was? Quote, unquote, the Russians said it was not an explosion somebody foiled. It was a security training exercise. They said the sacks were not explosives that were found. It just contained sugar. And, quote, there were no explosions inside. 
If so, nobody had told (laughs) the leader of the FSB office because this announcement came as a surprise to us, is what the officials said there. It was a sharp descent from the Kremlin line that would soon become taboo in Russia. There was never an official investigation into the bombings. Russian society as a whole, of course, moved on because of propaganda in the media. Putin remained the same cold-blooded authoritarian some thought had emerged on those September mornings when families sifted through the rubble looking for the loved ones that he purposely killed. This is how much of a cold-blooded killer Putin is. And if you think he gives a crap about his own soldiers dying, he doesn't. He killed his own border guards just so he could gain power. He killed hundreds and hundreds of his own citizens and bombings that he helped plan just to gain power in Russia. If it can ever be determined beyond a shadow of a doubt that Putin and his right-hand man orchestrate these bombings as a complex pretext to launch the second Chechen war and also launch Putin's national political career, then the entire regime rests atop a pile of Russian corpses. It's what Michael Weiss, a longtime Russian observer who said this to Yahoo News today. He said that he is certain, like other journalists, that Putin was absolutely behind the apartment bombings. What happens, by the way, if you're a Russian investigator, a Russian journalist back in 1999 who actually tried to investigate the bombings? You want to know what happened to you? You often ended up dead. Among them was a fearless critic of Putin who worked for one of the last remaining left-leaning outlets in Moscow. Her name was Anna. She aggressively covered the Second Chechen War. In 2006, Anna was assassinated in her apartment building, building's elevator. They called it the murder that killed free media in Russia, is how the Guardian would reflect on her death, which came on Putin's 54th birthday. That's not the only one that got off two years later. The FSB, the equivalent of the KGB agent, turned another man, a defector by the name Alexander, He was assassinated in London, where agents slipped a radioactive poison into his tea. He had worked with Anna, that reporter, on trying to investigate the Moscow apartment bombings, which he believed were carried out by Putin and the FSB. Still, suspicions festered that something was amiss, even as Putin's power grew. Quote, they say it was the Chechens who did this, but that is a lie. It was Putin's people. Everyone knows that. No one wants to talk about it, but everyone knows that. That's what another man said. He lost his family in one of the apartment bombings. He told GQ magazine that in 2009 for an article that the magazine's American publisher, Condi Nash, was too afraid to run in Russia because they thought they could be killed. The irony is that by 2009, nobody in Russia or the West could have had any illusions about who Putin was. Just mere weeks after the bombing, it was revealed that Putin had spurred the help of Western nations after the nuclear submarine. Remember that nuclear submarine? There's a famous movie about it now. It was rocked by an explosion. 23 sailors were still alive, sunk to the floor of the sea in the Arctic Circle. Putin vacationed at a seaside resort on the Black Sea. Now, there were 118 people on board that were eventually found dead. 
when he later met with the sailors' widows who were furious that he could have saved the 23 sailors that were still in there if he just let the U.K. get them out because Russia didn't have the technology to get them out and to seal the hatch so they could bring them into the other submarine. What did he say about the sailors' widows? He said, well, they were all local prostitutes hired by opponents to rattle him because they were so angry that he didn't go and save their lives. Meanwhile, the second Chechen war was turning out to be even more brutal than the first. Torture was common because Vladimir Putin said, do it. There was a Russian prison camp. The torture described is so systemic, it cannot be the work of a rogue unit acting on its own, is what a Guardian investigation concluded in the fall of 2000, just over a year after Putin had launched the offensive. And they said it was far worse than anything you even saw in the Middle East. And then you have the idiots that are running this country and people that have been duped by Vladimir Putin or people that wanted to just act like Vladimir Putin isn't a cold-blooded murderer who have run this country. And this includes Republicans, too. Give you an example. I really like George Bush, 43. I do. I was honored to be able to work on his campaign and work with his White House. I was honored to be able to share the stage with him. But the fact is, he got it wrong on Putin. When George W. Bush met Putin in 2001, he came away, he said, profoundly impressed, saying, quote, I looked the man in the eye, Bush said, after their summit in Slovenia. I found him to be very straightforward and trustworthy. We had a very good dialogue. I was able to get a sense of his soul, a man deeply committed to, the, to his country and the best interests of his country. That's all a lie. Maybe he was trying to avoid another war when he knew it was going on in the Middle East. That cringeworthy assessment is not the only person that's been duped by Putin. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton bungled attempts at a reset in 2009. The year before, Putin had invaded Georgia. In 2014, he launched his first invasion of Ukraine, annexing Crimea, and setting the stage for his all-out attack this year that no one is stopping. And why is he able to do it? Because neither countries in NATO leave the United States as a bystander to Putin's aggression, and Putin knows that right now we're not getting involved. In fact, every American president has gotten it wrong with Putin, and you shouldn't have gotten it wrong. You shouldn't. Satter, a journalist who in 2014 earned the distinction of being the first Western journalist since the end of the Cold War to be expelled from Russia. He said about American presence, some have gotten it outrageously wrong. This journalist, Satter, also said, hey, the world thought Donald Trump got it wrong because he was always giving Putin accolades with his rhetoric. But the fact of the matter is his foreign policy towards Russia was, quote, better than people realize perhaps because his perceived affinity for the Kremlin strongman led Congress and the foreign policy establishment to compensate with a countervailing toughness towards Russia and Moscow specifically. Then Biden came into office clear-eyed about his fraught the post-war peace had become. He met with Putin in June. They were to meet again last month in hopes of stopping a war, but then Putin turned a standoff on the Ukrainian border into outright war. Now it's uncertain when exactly they're going to ever speak again, but it's clear that Vladimir Putin owns Joe Biden. Now to the ruined apartment buildings in Kiev. Just like Moscow, there's no doubt that Vladimir Putin's role is the leader of the carnage. And all of these brave, innocent victims in Ukraine, we're just letting it happen, folks.
The Russian people, by the way, will pay a price for Putin's delusions as well. I couldn't agree more with that statement. But at the end of the day, we all knew it was going on and we all knew it was happening and we all knew what Vladimir Putin was about. And anybody in government that says they don't is either lying to you or they're an idiot. I hope every one of you will take this story that I just told you about what Putin did in 1999 to gain power and that you will share it with everybody you know because people need to understand the context to Putin's rise to power. Please grab our podcast, share it. Hit that little forward arrow and share it with your family and friends. And I will see you back here tomorrow. From original art and diplomas to ticket stubs and the keys to your first home, we all have mementos we'd love to put on display. FrameBridge is the easy and affordable way to custom frame just about anything with fair upfront pricing based on the size of your item and fast free shipping. Plus, your happiness is guaranteed. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started. That's FrameBridge.com.